0: 9, ignition sequence start, 6. Hello and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the Rocket Pool community. My name is Wack, today is February 6th and we're going to get started here with a huge shout out to Sylvia. Sorry, your name is kind of cutting off on the screen, but Sylvia is my oldest fan in the whole world and I'm giving her a huge shout out today. So, thanks Sylvia. <laughs> okay, moving on to today's episode. Here we have um, the results of the rapid research review. And Shifrin here, the admin of the GMC, says you can find a breakdown of the compiled scores here, as well as linked to read each individual submission. And then there's a whole bunch of links and there's the scores as well, and who won and what they won. So let's have a quick look and um, see what mission we have here. So the first person here was Langers. And um, here Langers went through all the different um all the different submissions and um so you know which ones he liked which ones he didn't like some of them were rated well some of them were rated a little bit less well and he had some feedback here as well about um each of them um one of them i'm curious to see is this direct capture one because that was his um top one he says simple solution that solves the rpl requirement idea and provides uh, relevance for appeal note taking. so yeah that's interesting um then we also had noshua here who um, it seems like a, was a little bit more generous with his scores a little bit but also a little bit less general uh, generous with some scores um, and we had Ken here as well who um, had some um, high scores for some of them and slightly less high scores for others um, and then we also had um Kane um, who uh, liked some some applications more than others as well. And his favourites were the direct capture. Um, it seems like a lot of people liked that. And then um, also here we had um, Long for Wisdom as well, who provided their um, feedback and their details as well. So there was some, there was a lot of work that went into this, which was really great, and um, really appreciate the time that everyone, you know, all the committee members took to provide the feedback on these twenty-two proposals like read them engage with the ideas around them and the discussions that took place There was a whole lot of work that went into this so um i really appreciate that and the gmc really appreciates that i'm sure there might be a grant commissaria some kind of retroactive award in their future <laughs> but um regardless this is what the final outcome looks like so as you can see over here um valdos bond curves was the number one winner and uh, he gets two thousand five hundred dollars for that um samus had um um our, well actually let me just um yeah tell you samus with uh, diverted rewards came uh, second place epinef who would have had a third place prize of one thousand dollars um decided to um make it so he wasn't eligible for a prize and then we had three one thousand dollar prizes that was for uh, luominx for no rpl mini pools valdo for direct capture 2 and occam with no rpl mini pools as well and then um, every other serious submission got a 250 dollars um, thank you prize as well so um, i wrote this post on our uh, eth finance which is on reddit so i said i'm back with the rocket pool update so i said a while ago i mentioned how there was a new tokenomics update incubator taking place submissions for that finished a few weeks ago we had 22 submissions in total the submissions were analyzed by a team of five people composed of team and community members and today we have gotten the results of the analyses um it says the top five prizes won seven thousand dollars between them and i'll break down what they include below so here i gave a quick little summary of each prize. It said the number one prize was val's new bonding system so val um, analyzes the methods by which rocket pool can change its bonding thresholds um, he shows a path to LEB 1.5s potentially while still maintaining best-in-class security standards. The impact would um, be that Pool node operators would far out-earn um, Lido, um, solo stakers and Lido Lido node operators who are using the community staking module. The second price was Samus with ETH only validators. And here we had uh, Samus got $1,500. And um, Samus suggested keeping the protocol commission at 14%. Um, only people uh, who stake only ETH get 7.5% of that commission, and the rest of that um, 6.5% would go to people who um, have RPL uh, staked. So this says the remaining commission would be out across people who stake ETH and RPL. Uh, here you could bring whatever stake you are comfortable with and earn more than just solo staking or with Lido CSM. Then a uh, third place but didn't get uh, want a prize was Epineph's Universal Variable Commission. So here, the commission would, the commission RETH holders paid to node operators would change depending on what the status of the deposit pool was. And as the deposit pool is more full, then the commission would go up to um, promote more node operators coming online. And as the um, as the deposit pool was empty, uh, then commission would go down to promote more RETH to be minted because they'd be getting better uh, rewards. So um, that was um epinef submission, and we had. Um, luomynx Val's, and uh, occam's uh, all were similar variations but slightly different execution for how to have validators with an only eth bond with no rpl so um you can go and have a look at those i said the next steps from here are the 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 team and community to work together and work out new tokenomic system that incorporates these ideas likely be a mix of submissions where it's pretty clear to see that it will involve some kind of sublinear eth bonding like the more validators you have the less eth of collateral you need to bring for each one some kind of variable r eth commission for node operators and the option for validators take eth only or rpl on top to get outsized rewards and that will be their choice i said the path uh, to scaling for rocket pool with these changes will be astronomical being a node operator constrained as the protocol is now will be a thing of the past the next step will be adding incentives to our holdings that um, will make it more attractive to hold on top of it being the most decentralized and ethereum aligned lst so um that was the post that i put on um ETH finance and of course you know you can um go back to this um sorry no this one right here uh the score compilation sheet that has a link to all of the different um submissions that you can go read all of them some of them are on github some of them are in discord and some of them are on at the dow forum as well. So um whichever ideas you're interested in go ahead and uh, give them a read. But um this is this is like a really good stuff. So um thanks everyone who submitted. Thanks for everyone who uh put in the work of um analyzing the the submissions. Um you all you all did wonderfully good job. Okay next we've got news of the next GMC retrospective meeting. So this will be taking place tomorrow um at 11 a.m eastern time so that is on wednesday at 11 a.m eastern time um, which i think is 4 p.m um utc um, and that will be like a last month's kind of town hall um gmc retrospective meeting where gmc members kind of talk about what went well in the last round what went badly in the last round and what you know what we learned what lessons were learned and um the community members can stop by and listen as well, and. Um, maybe get involved and ask questions or uh, provide details where where it might be needed so that i think is going to be really exciting um i think the last one went wonderfully so if you are um if you want to attend and you don't have access to the gmc's server on um, discord then reach out to any gmc member or any val or um or um patches or other rocket scientists as well, I guess, and they'll be able to give you access to the, the GMC's um, server where you can come by and listen to this town hall. I think it's going to be a really good one. Okay, today we got these tweet uh, this warpcast posts from um Nixo talking about some issues with Ethereum mainnet. So I said Ethereum main ethereum validators are experiencing an issue right now with a single a single builder's submissions advise building local blocks turning off MEV MEV boost for the moment. So Nixo part this post saying if you're using MEV boost, there's one block builder that um is producing invalid blocks and if you you know accept their block then you will you know, you'll miss your proposal basically because it won't be valid. Um so if you are running MEV boost to turn it off. Um however very quickly um this this issue was resolved so nixo had an update saying that Uh, the blocks route um, was relaying blocks in optimistic mode from the builder resync that were invalid and blocks routes past post submission verification was failing they say they disabled optimism on that builder um, which means that the issue should be resolved for validators for now as they investigate what went wrong so tldr is continue as normal so by the time people saw the first tweet it was already a fixed issue but i just wanted to cover it in today's show just in case you know some people missed the proposals and they weren't sure what happened however i don't think any rocket pool node operators were impacted by this so um, nixo then goes on to explain a little bit about what uh, optimistic mode means it says really doesn't verify until afterwards to optimize for latency and post emission verification means the part where they go back and make sure the block was good if not they should stop reading that builder's blocks so um that was some information from nixo then we hear we had Portus saying the main is having a lot of invalid blocks coming from the same builder. the really, should never broadcast blocks without verification. So that's what they're doing to save latency to make things happen a bit quicker. Uh, and then Portus says we should consider including EPBS in Lectra. Please raise support for this to be discussed in the all core devs. So uh, Portus here was pushing for the time frame for um, uh, for um, enshrined proposal builder separation to be in Lectra which is the upgrade that we should be getting before the end of the year, hopefully, instead of in the upgrade after that, which is Osaka, which will happen at some point next year. And then here Preston Van Loon says uh, had follow-up on that as well, saying that MEV boost is fundamentally flawed. Some builders are producing invalid blocks and relays are recklessly uh, providing them to validators, leading to a missed invalid block proposal. There are no in-protocol consequences for this behavior. So let's talk about EPBS in Electra so it looks like um and then Millie here as well says definitely also the sooner we enshrine pbs the sooner there's economic incentives for builders to build a bid for the right to build blocks the sooner there could be more competition among what are now relays so it seems like um, this is an idea that might grow a lot in the coming days and um it's going to be really interesting to see how that issue gets brought up in the next all core devs meeting Okay, next we've got this post here from Luca, uh, who says, "Well, it's finally done. Uh, Eat Stake Attacks now supports Rocket Pool. Happy to answer any questions." Then there's a link to the Rocket Pool um, uh, Reddit page and also a summary in on Twitter. So let's just have a look at the Twitter summary. So here it's from Serentia, um, and they're saying, um, "Getting ready for tax season. No need to stress with Eat Stake Attacks. Figuring out your Ethereum staking income is a breeze." It's about to get even better each staker tax now supports Rocky pool income calculation and it says find out more and there's a link well no they not link. there is um yeah there's just uh there's maybe there i never know with twitter anymore see i thought that was a link but it's actually just an image it's garbage um so <laughs> serentia here says gone in the days where Rocky pool nerd operators had to painstakingly figure out their staking income as to it is as simple as a few clicks on each staker you basically put in your node address it tells you what validators that address has and then you just add them and it'll work everything out for you And it says with a seamless support for consensus layer income execution layer income including the smoothing pool rpl rewards and easy efficient and stress-free and then it gives you the information about how much eth that got how much rpl that address got and what the total usd price for that is and says try it for yourself at Ethstaker attacks and um you can go and have a look and see what's there so this, that seems like a really nice development like i'm not sure how that will play with other staking sorry with other crypto tax uh, solutions but um i don't know if they'll play nicely with each other or not but that is a really nice uh, tool for people who are getting staking income it just makes it really easy for you all to now uh calculate exactly what you're earning and um what you owe okay the last piece of rocket pool news here is well rocket pool directly re- news is this with pancake and, um, as I cover every few weeks pancake swap um is like keeps those incentives for r p. l and RETH coming so it says new ethereum Merkle rewards with rocket pool uh, provide RETH eth or eth uh, in their zero point zero five percent pool version three uh, and earn cake and r p. l um and then they say seed liquidity on the eth p c s and claim Merkle. and then there's a link there, so it looks like that pool is now getting um about eighteen percent um AP, apr um if you're interested in earning those rewards they're getting um about 800 um euro a day in in cake rewards and around 1500 uphill rewards per day so that's a that's a nice little promotion of the RE update vault um, if you're using pancake swap you can get uh, a nice chunk of those rewards every day so um definitely check that out if you're interested and of course with any defi platform this is not financial advice or investment advice anything like that like you know you can lose what you put in because it's it's a DeFi project there's so many different ways that can happen um please be careful okay next we're going to talk about eigenlayer really quickly um so eigenlayer of course yesterday raised their caps and they had this blog post that kind of came out with that saying balancing neutrality and decentralization eigenlayer and here they kind of explained about how um you know the currently they're removing caps um so there's going to be no caps on staked tvl on a per lst basis or lrt basis and they'll have no caps on payments from avs's to stakers on a per lst or per lrt basis however eigenlayer protocol incentives and governance participation is capped at 33 percent for any particular lst lrt or single participant like an exchange so what they're saying here is that if you are an entity that has a whole lot of uh restaked or liquid restaked um tokens in eigenlayer then your rewards will be capped at 33 of the protocol so for example if you have 40 percent of the protocol as your token um in there providing you know whatever it is that it provides then um you only get uh, rewards on 33 percent of those so those users who are um, depositing that particular token will start to see degraded um, rewards and incentives for their token so that was kind of like the information that came clear before the before the um deposits opened again once the deposits opened again however everything kind of went crazy with eigenlayer and um the amount of eth that was deposited was just astronomical like that's the only word that i can use um it was truly mind-boggling just how much eth has been deposited into eigenlayer um just in the last like couple of days but since the protocol went live they have one Million seven hundred forty one thousand ETH in their contracts right now. Well, the ETH equivalents like LSTs and LRTs, um, and some of that is native restaked as well, which means that it's on the beacon chain as eigenpods, and that is, um, five hundred seventy thousand ETH in there. And their uh, Lido uh, vault has, um, five hundred eighty two thousand ST ETH in there, which is just like huge, huge amounts of ETH, like truly mind boggling. So what's the consequence of that well um if you have a look at eigenlayer has gone up in tvl uh, in the last month 166 percent in the last seven days it's gone up 88 percent. so that number is going to get even bigger eigenlayer is now the fourth biggest protocol on ethereum behind lido maker aave and then it's gone ahead of uniswap and rocket pool now um it's just like mind-bogglingly big basically about just how big this is now so um it's growing It's growing really fast and and i think that they're going to they're going to um get a whole lot more ETH before the time period ends in a couple of days time But if you just have a look at this like their total value locked chart i don't know if you can see on my screen right now actually okay no you can't see it sorry about that um let me just move this it's basically um up into the right like it was kind of flat kind of low like very low tvl low tvl and then um, from the middle of december onwards it's just been on an absolute tear, and it, it, yesterday just went vertical. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see how all that plays out. And um, as always, you know, depositing in protocols that are not live yet is risky. Um, please be careful about how you put your ETH into um, EigenLayer because anything can happen. Hopefully, it won't happen because that's a whole lot of ETH in there. <laughs> okay, um, and related to the list of you know the hype is real. So here we had Scale on Peter saying. Wondering about exiting mini pools, I exited one mini pool and after the withdrawable epoch was hit, I got a withdrawal within four hours. However, the second validator, my withdrawal epoch hit 17 hours ago, and my funds are still not released from the beacon chain. Is it normal? How long could it take? So, Hullullullo explained that withdrawals happen every eight days or so, um, and the timing of these is independent from your exit. The worst case is that you have to wait another week. So, it can happen from anywhere between like zero min, well, one block, basically. So, like 12 seconds. Or one epoch like six minutes all the way up to eight days because it cycles through the like a certain number of uh, validators every epoch every six minutes so either you can get lucky and your numbers like really soon or you can be unlucky and you have to wait up to around eight days so paterius then asked you know these couple of people who were leaving their uh, validators like why are you exiting your mini pools and they replied by saying that they want to restake it with um eth uh, to get eigenlayer points and then um jasper asked the question like if you could have restaked your mini pool um instead of like withdrawing it and taking it elsewhere would you have stayed and um uh says yes of course i would have done that and then jasper kind of explained about um his his paper his bounty that was approved So he says for what it's worth a bounty was approved to research and implement just that i'm releasing an essay on the idea later today uh, it'll be some time though before anything is live i appreciate your thoughts so um, that paper will be released tonight by Jasper, and I will spend a big chunk of the time in the beginning of tomorrow's episode covering, covering that paper and going into detail about what Jasper is saying. Okay, next we have some live commentary from Peteris about this update uh, from a, well, a Coin Bureau video. Coin Bureau is the biggest crypto YouTube channel that is, and they made a video about the Ethereum pump incoming, potentially, question mark. And then talking about how Dankun is going to impact ethereum so peteris here gave a full breakdown of the whole video um talking like around the beginning about um you know when the beacon chain was launched and but then the merge happened all the way through to um you know how um Denkun is going to the main focus of it is going to be um proto dunk sharding which is like making blobs and making layer 2s cheaper and then yeah basically he was just literally quoting the video every few minutes and kind of pulling out some key information about what was happening there. Um and so if you're interested in finding out some information about um about um Denkun um from Coin Bureau, then follow Peteris's um commentary um with the link of course is in the description. But one of the things that was really interesting that came up was um, you know, Coin Bureau, like I said, is the biggest crypto channel and they have a huge following because people kind of trust their information but when you come across information that you're an expert in and you see other people talking about it you very frequently see just how many mistakes they make with that kind of information um this is why i was saying i said putteris thanks for the live commentary in the coin, coin, coin video i usually watch most of them and whenever there's anything by ethereum i almost always notice mistakes or inferences, ideas presented where the facts don't support them also almost all the videos have an underlying but that's a separate thing but um basically um peteri shared this idea which i thought was fascinating and it was it's called um the gal man amnesia effect and this is what it means it says the phenomenon of people trusting newspapers for topics which they are not knowledgeable about despite recognizing them to be extremely inaccurate on certain topics which they are knowledgeable about so this i've noticed this so many times now with like all sorts anyway i'm going kind of off the topic here but i thought that idea was really interesting so definitely um go read about gal man amnesia effect <laughs> if you're curious about what it is because i think it's really applicable to um a whole lot of places where we get our information from okay finally i'm going to ep- end the episode with a little bit of schadenfreude but it's just funny like it solana today went down uh, after about 11 months of not going down, or 11 and a bit months. So, here Solana said engineers from across the ecosystem are investigating an outage on mainnet beta. They're still calling it a beta, and this thread will be updated as more information becomes available. And then they kind of had some more information about there was a new patch, a version 1.17.20, and they basically asked all their validators to update to that and then go back live. And um, here, Wu Blockchain said that Solana was down for four hours and 46 minutes. Um, which is, you know, um, a pretty sizable outage for um, one of the, I think, the second or third biggest um, alt layer two, you know, smart contract uh, layer one. Alt layer one, sorry. After Ethereum, like, I think it's the second or biggest, depending on where Binance Smart Chain is. So um, I guess people just don't care, like in the uh, Solana ecosystem. But everyone else was kind of dunking on them. So it was kind of funny. Some of the memes were really good. But anyway, on that note, I'm going to end today's episode. So thank you all for watching, listening, and being part of the rocket fuel community, especially you, Sylvia. You're my number one fan. Um, Thanks, everyone, and I'll see you all tomorrow. Bye.